Shalom Abrach, we are Tevamas Daf Kuf Hey. Today's Daf discusses Shitas Rabbi Akiva regarding the spitting stage uh, component of Chalitza. The Gezeira, how to be Mavatal the Gezeira of base Eli. Some more halachas of the spitting. What happens if she split, spit blood? Do we assume that there's also some saliva with that blood? Whether a Katano can do Chalitza. We have a little bit of a gadata discussing where one should look while davening. Whether you need three dayonim by chalitza, even bidiyeved. And we clarify the case of chalitza being done in prison alone without dayonim. Now going back to Shita Shabi Akiva, it sounds like he holds that if the woman spits in front of Bezdin before doing chalitza, that doesn't passel her. She can still go ahead and do yibum. Really, what the Brayza tells us, that if she takes off the shoe but does not spit and doesn't say the psukim, that it's still a kosher chalitza. It's called chalitza, the ikr is taking off the shoe. If she spits but doesn't do chalitza and doesn't say the psukim, that's not a kosher chalitza. That she is now possible to be with other brothers because it's, it, it is a chalitza, it's just a puzzle chalitza. If she said the psukim but she didn't spit or do chalitza, there, there's mamash nothing, just saying psukim is has nothing to do with Chalitza, that she just, don't know, being my resedra. Now, who is this going like? It can't be Rebbe Eliezer, because according to him, if she does Chalitza, she takes off the shoe, but she doesn't spit it, doesn't say the psukim, Rebbe Eliezer does not hold that that is a kasha Chalitza. He learns from the Pasuk of Kekokhoye Ose, that anything that is a Maisa is Ma'akev. If she doesn't spit, then it's not a Chalitza. Elomai, this is Shita's Rabbi Akiva. And we're asking that if she spits but doesn't take off the shoe and doesn't say the psukim, it's a puzzle chalitza. Now, it says she's puzzle. What does it mean that, that the, the chalitza is puzzle? Who's she puzzle to? If she's puzzle to marry anyone, of course, chalitza, I mean, never allows the woman to marry anyone she's, she wants. She moves on to the next brother. Rather, she gets puzzled to the other brothers. Again, it's a chalitza, but it's just a puzzle chalitza. Now, in, according to Rabbi Akiva, what's the difference between the spitting stage in chalitza and reading the psukim? He doesn't learn about maisa like Rabbi Eliezer, so why is that any different? He le- Rabbi Akiva says that they're different because we see psukim at the beginning and at the end of chalitza. As opposed to the spitting, which is at the beginning and not at the end. Or rather, it's at the end but not at the beginning. Since it's only spitting at the end, we might confuse it and allow this woman who did chalitza to marry the, the other brothers. But we're not, we don't have that concern by the psukim because it's at the beginning and at the end. Others learn the Gemara a little differently. That the Shaila presented was a Yevama who does the spitting. Now she can do chalitza, and she does not need to spit again. And this is actually a story that happened with Rabbi Ami. Rabbi Abba Bar was sitting with him, and the woman spat before doing the chalitza. She jumped the gun. So Rabbi Ami said, okay, now just do chalitza, and you're good to go. You could go home. So Rabbi Abba said, but she needs to spit again. She said, yeah. So he said, yeah, but she already did. So make her spit again. Why not? 
he said that if we make her spit again, they can actually come out, that can create issues. Because if we make her spit again, then people will say that the first spitting that she did before the chalitza was nothing. That's why we made her do it again. And then we may come to allow a chalitza, someone who already did chalitza, to marry the other brothers. That would be just marrying a brother-in-law. Because now when she did chalitza, the mitzvah of Yibum is not there to allow brother-in-laws. Ah, you have to do it in order. There is a seder of how to do chalitza, and the spinning comes after the chalitza, after taking off the shoe. He says that, this, that the seder of chalitza is not ma'akiv. My mom thought that he was just saying that it's not ma'akiv to push him off, but it turns out he went and looked up the sugya, and we have a b'raisa that says that whether the chalitza is before the spinning or the spinning is done before the chalitza, bidiyeved, the chalitza is good, the seder is not, in fact, ma'akiv. Now, Levi was in Kriyasa, and they asked him three questions. A woman who has amputated arms, can she do chalitza? Secondly, if a Yavama spits blood, is that a good spitting? Is that a good chalitza? And thirdly, how do we understand the Pasuk of I'm going to teach you the psukim that are emes. What are there? Are there psukim that are not emes? Well, he didn't have the answers, so they went into the base measures to find the answers. And the answers they received were as follows. If a woman doesn't have arms, she can do chalitza. It doesn't say she has to do chalitza beyad. And as far as the spitting blood, it doesn't say she needs to split saliva. And thirdly, when the Pasuk says, that's not a kasha. Obviously, there are psukim that are not emes. That Pasuk is referring to a gezerah. And it's saying that a gezerah that comes along with a shavua, that can't be broken. But there are gezerahs that, that aren't sworn to come to fruition and that's less MS, though that can be broken. Like, like uh, Shmuel about Ami tells us, in the name of Rabbi Yoinasan, that a gezerah that has a shavua attached cannot be torn up, based on the Pasuk of Lachin Eshpati, the base Eli, in Mishaper Ovin, base Eli, Ben Zevach, of Mimenchad Oilam, that the curse that Eli's family would die young can never be rescinded. Rabba, right, and there's a, there's a shavua attached to that. Now, Rabba found a loophole. He says, you're right. With Zevach and Mincho, with Korbanos, you can't be Machaper. You can't get out of this Gezerah against Eli's family. But you can't be Machaper with Divrei Torah. Abaye also says, you're right. You can't get out of it with, with Korbanos. But you can with Gemilas Chasodim. Now, Rabba and Abaye, who are finding these loopholes, they were both from base Eli. They had the Gezerah on them to die young. Rabba was Oisik Batera, and he lived 40 years. Abaye was Oisik Batera and Gimilis Chasadim, he got to live 60 years. We learned that, the, that there was one family in Yerushalayim who were dying at the age of 18, and when they brought their Shaila, they went to, to, to the Gadol to try to get a bracha. Rabbi Yechon Zakai told them, maybe you're from Mishpacha Zeli, and th- there's a Gezerah on the family. That as they're becoming men, they're going to die. So what are we supposed to do? He said, go learn Tyra and you'll, be, and you'll stay alive. So Taka, they went to learn Tyra and they had long lives. And everyone in the family was named Yoichanon after Rabbi Yoichanon Menzakai who gave them this advice to circumvent the Gezeira. Now, Shmuel Ben Achmeni Amarav tells us, how do we know that if there's a Gezeira on the Tzibor, that it's not sealed? The Gemara says, what do you mean? It's not sealed. Sure, it's sealed. You could have gazeras on a tzibur that's sealed. The Pesach says, 
Hashem says, no matter how much detergent and soap you put on here, that the, the gazera is sealed. No, no, it means, how do I know that even if it's sealed, a tzibor can tear up a gazera? That we see from the Pesach. And then it says, um, so that teaches us that a tzibor can tear up even a signed gazera. Aye, the Pesach says, which sounds like the Rebbe Shalom is hiding. That Pesach is talking about a yachid, not a tzibor. Oh yeah, so when can a yachid tear up his? Well, when can a yachid find Hashem to be doyvish Hashem when he's hiding? Rabbi Nachman Omar Rabbi Baravua says, during that series of from between, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that's when even yachidim can have this koyach to tear up gezeras when, when the king is out hamelach basode. Abu Shmuel, going back to our Yevoma sugya, says that if a Yevoma spits blood, that's still a good chalitza because it's impossible for her to be splitting, spitting blood without a little bit of saliva mixed, mixed in. Really, the Gemara asks. We learned that when there's blood, Gabi uh, Azov, that comes out of one's mouth or his aver, I would think that it's Tomei. The Pasuk therefore tells us, Zoi voi Tomei. And blood that comes out of these parts of the body, that's not Tomei, that's Tahar. They see over there that it's mamish blood. And the Gemara says that there are two ways that blood can come out of the body, out of the mouth, in, in our case. Over there by the Zov, that's when we were talking about just dripping out. But over here, when she's spitting, she automatically has to suck in a little bit first, and that's going to involve some saliva to mix it in with the blood. Therefore, it is considered a spitting gabe chalitza. Now back in our Mishnah, we said that if a cotton does chalitza, a chalitza done on a, on a, a cotton is possible. If Yudamarav says that this is Shitas Rabbi Meir, who says that if an nine year old does chalitza, that's like a godol giving a get to his yevama, and it puzzles himself from being able to do yibam with this yevama. However, the chachamim would disagree, and they say that a, a cotton doing chalitza, it's mamish nothing, and when he gets older, he can do chalitza. He can do yibum with her. Now we said a katana who does chalitza, that's possible. So Rabbi Huda Omarav tells us that this is also Shitas Rabbi Meir, who says that the Pasuk tells us ish. And we are makish, this lashon ish, to an isha, that the woman also must be a gedoyla. However, the Chachamim would disagree and says the Pasuk's talking about an ish, but an isha, whether she's a gedoyla or a katana, can do chalitza. Now, who is this Chachomim who holds that a katana can do chalitza? This is Rabbi Yoisi. Because Rabbi Chia and Rabbi Shimon Bar Rebbe, they were sitting and they were learning. One of them said, they were talking about tefillah. One said that one, one is davening Shman Esrei. He should keep his eyes down based on the pasuk of Ahoyu Einai Velibi Shom Ko Hayamim. The other one says that you should keep your eyes up because the pasuk says so we look up to Shemayim when, when davening. Now while we're having this conversation, Rabbi Shmob, Rabbi Yossi comes in, and he says, what are you talking about? He says, oh, we're talking about davening. He's like, oh, speaking of davening, my father, Rabbi Yossi, said that when someone's davening, he should put his eyes down and his heart up so he can be Mekayim both of these psokim. Now when Rabbi was giving shir, 
uh, while they're busy talking, Rebbe came in to give share, so they all scrambled to their seats. They used to sit on the floor, but Rebbe Yishmael, who was a heavier individual, was slowly making his way to his seat. So Avdan made a comment. He said, who is this person who, who looks like he's stepping on the heads of the Am Kaddish as he was walking through the, the, the Tamid HaChachamim sitting on the floor? It looked like he was stepping on their heads. So Rabbi Yishmael said, I am Yishmael Rabbi Yishmael. I came to learn Taira from my Rabbi. So Avdun made a comment. He said, well, who, who says that you're, you're fit to be learning Taira from Rabbi? He said, well, who said Moish Rabbeinu was uh, proper enough, was Hogun to learn Taira from the Rabbanu Shlalem? He said, so uh, Avdun, Avdun said, well, are you Moish Rabbeinu? He said, well, is, is, is your Rabbi the Rabbanu Shlalem? Rabbi Yishmael said that he got punished for this for saying your Rebbe as opposed to our Rebbe or calling him Rebbe. He said it's only your Rebbe. Now, while this was happening, a Yavama came in to Rebbe and said, and Rebbe told Avdan, go check to make sure that she is Bas Mitzvah, that she's a good doyla in order to do, chali, to, to do Chalitza. Now, while he was out checking, Rebbe Yishmael said it to He said, Kachomar Abba, when the Pasuk says ish, by chalitza, means that he must be a, a godol. But the woman doing chalitza, she could be a godol or a katana, a godola or a katana. So I'm not sure why we're checking to make sure she's a godola. So they told Rabbi Yishmael, you know, we don't really need uh, a Pasuk if we have Rabbi Yishmael that tells us this Pasuk, your father. Now when Avdun came back in and he started making his way to his seat, Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yishmael told him that someone who is needed by the Am Kaddish, it makes sense for him to be stepping on the Am Kaddish making his way to his seat. But if the, the Am Kaddish doesn't need you, we don't need to be checking her to see if she's a good Daila. Do you have the right to make your way back to the seat by stepping on the Am Kaddish? So Rabbi said, you know, he has a good point. Stay where you are. At that moment, when Avdon made the disparaging comments about Rebbe, he became a Matzaira. His two sons drowned, and his two daughter-in-laws did miyun on his sons. This, these were the punishments that he received. Rebbe Nachman Baritzchuk said, Baruch Hashem, that the Rebbein Shalom punished him in this world and saved him for the eternal wrath in the next world. Rebbe Ami says that we could learn from Rebbe Yoisi's teachings that a katana can do, chaletas, uh, can, can do chalitza even when she's at the, the stage of peutais, which is like six or seven years old, at a very young age. Rava says that she has to at least reach the point when she understands the value of her nadarim at around 11. But the halacha is that she has to have shteisara, she has to be a gedoyla to do chalitza. Next, regarding how many dayonim need to be present during the chalitza, Rabbi Yosef Barmenyemi Omar Nachman says that we do not paskin like those two tanoim who hold that you could do chalitza with only two dayonim. Ah, Rabbi Nachman said that once, Rabbi Yosef Aminyonmi said, B'Shem Rabbi Nachman, that chalitza must have three people. So we already learned this halacha. Why are you telling me that two is not enough? No, we need to know that we don't pass on like two and that we pass on like three. Because if we only said that we pass on like three, I would think that that's lechatz chila, but b'diyeved two would be enough. So kamash malon that we don't paskin like the shita that holds you can use two even b'diyeved. And if I only said that we don't paskin like the shita who holds two, I would say that that's b'diyeved. But lechatz chila, 
Even three is enough that we would need five. We had a sheet of five, maybe even seven. So Kamash Malan, that you only need three, Lechatrila and Bidyevit. Now we had this story of a man and woman who did Khalitsa in prison. So the Gemara said, How do we even know that they did Khalitsa? So the Gemara answers, Yudah Mashmul explains that there were Adam who watched, who witnessed the Khalitsa from outside the prison, but they just weren't there in the presence of the Khalitsa. So the Gemara asks, just on the details of what happened in this prison. Was it that the chalitza was done in prison? And then they brought the shayla to Rabbi Akiva? Or was it that Rabbi Akiva was in prison when they brought him this shayla of chalitza done in seclusion? And Rabbi Yehuda Amarav answers, actually they were both in prison. The chalitza was done in one prison cell and... They brought the Shaila over to Rabbi Akiva, who was also in prison. Historically, we know Rabbi Akiva spent time in prison. And he was answering Shailas there about the Chalitza Don in cell block B. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.